Welcome to the Nitty Gritty, where we challenge conventional thinking. Join us as we explore real life, real people, real stories, and how pushing back can make all the difference. All right. Welcome to the Nitty Gritty Podcast. We have a very special guest today. I was really excited to, I would say, our most powerful guest so far. Wouldn't you? You're going to offend some people with that. I like it. Yeah, Susan. I don't care if you get offended. Listen, I'm just talking powerful in the sense of uh, social media juggernaut, right? How many total followers do... Hold on. This is the problem. This is the ADHD kicking in. We have Anna McFarland here from Kids Are the Worst, Things Are the Worst, Anna is the Worst. That's right. And then your there own social others. media page. We don't want to talk about. We don't. Yeah, <laughs> we don't want to <laughs> talk about it. It's ridiculous. Some of the funniest content I've seen in the last month. The kids are the worst. I've got four kids. Oldest is twelve, so I've got some okay. youngsters still, and I can relate to a lot of things on there. But oh my gosh, such good stuff. It's really easy to get going and not stop. Yeah. On those videos. Well, that's the goal. The, <laughs> I guess that's right. I mean, the con- so I guess starting off, we were just talking about this. What are are you doing all of this? Are you finding all the memes? Or I mean, I know that you're featuring a lot of stuff from your followers. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll put stuff on there, like the question this morning or yesterday about, yeah. like, you know, if if something that happens to babies happened to an adult, like, or you know, what would be the funniest? And yeah. the first one that was <laughs> that I saw was just like if. Every time I cried, somebody shoved a boob in my mouth. And you're like, I know some people that would like that. They would love it. They would cry a lot more. <laughs> They'd be crying all day long. You'd be like, all right, we get it. I'm so sad again. <laughs> I'm so sad. And I'm hungry. There you go. <laughs> I know. We're going to have fun. This it's is great. Fun. So, so how much of that is you? On Instagram, it's 95% me. Okay. And then I have Facebook and website and I have people that help with that because I'm just one person and I have other things I'm working on too. So that's why sometimes Instagram, I try to keep three posts a day, but I've been falling a little behind. So that's been a little bit tricky, but yeah, I, it's hard to let go of some things, you know, as you grow and as you change your business, they're just some things that you kind of want to keep holding on to. And that's one of them for me. Got it. Well, it's probably, I mean, it's probably fun to do. Yeah. So where do you find, what's your spot that you go to to find, because oh, I mean, yeah. you're creating the content that makes it funny, you know, putting mm-hmm. your own meme or whatever on it, but yeah. where are you finding the videos? Where are you finding the... Yeah. You want me to tell secrets? Okay. Oh, so, is it secrets? <laughs> I'm teasing, Sorry. I'm you can say like, no. Like, now everyone's going to copy me. It's yeah. fine. No, no. So at first it was people sending me photos and right. videos of their kids, and that's kind of how it started. You know, we were thinking like humans of New York, but yet... That would be really weird if I was following kids around parks, (laughs) taking pictures and videos. So I just asked parents to send me pictures. But that's really slowed down a lot lately. And so, yeah, I have to go on to different apps where you can find um, videos or photos or just go see what's trending, find those things. Or I just like to look at things like I'll just search Golden Girls because I just always good content with the Golden Girls. But then it makes me think of something else and then I'll go find something else, you know, because they're just it's just such funny humor right it'll make me think oh yeah that was funny i'm gonna go find something that's similar and it's just kind of a a research sure type of thing you know well it's kind of like andrew's very prepared in here usually maybe not today because he's going to bora bora today his <gasps> today? mind might be in s- later tonight in another oh, my place word. see that's how special you are i was like wow Anna mcfarland's coming <laughs> wow, i don't care that you're flying out today bora. we've got to meet so that's pretty cool yeah it's gonna be exciting it's but be awesome. i feel like because he's prepared 
most of the questions I asked here are based off of you know an answer that oh, he cool. gets. That's and nice. And so I can imagine that's probably how it goes. You start digging. I mean, it sure. would be a wormhole. How do you control that? How do you like timers? Just... <laughs> yeah, I have to. I have to because also speaking of just like attention, um, you have to set timers because you right. can't. I mean, that's social media and the internet in general. You have to set limits for yourself or else it becomes not enjoyable or it becomes um, frustrating or you just find yourself depressed or you know there are lots of real reasons why it can get overwhelming Uh, so yeah I have to just be like okay Monday between this time and this time do you have actual alarm set on your phone oh yeah my watch thank you Apple watch (laughs) that's like my favorite feature I never knew I wanted and needed because you know it's buzzing your hand like I think when Alexa goes off and she her timer goes off I'm like all right, turn it off but like when your watch does, I don't know. There's something about the physical buzz it's for awesome. me. I'm like, ah, it's very true. Well, the done. time blocking for like efficiency is mm-hmm. it's so important to be able to, you know, block that time out because you can get so much more done. Say you have 30 minutes for this social media. If you are focused on that for 30 minutes, you're going to get way more done than if you check it a hundred times for a minute at a time totally. throughout the day. Well, it's intention. Yeah. You know, so um, I'm jumping the gun here, but in some of my courses that I have, you know, it's like set the intention for 20 minutes and only do that. And then it doesn't become a time suck and you're not going and looking at your friends. You know, you've gone down those wormholes where you looked at your friends and who oh, yeah. she tags and then you look at who they've tagged and then right. suddenly you're like, whose page is this? Why am I here? <laughs> what am I doing? Like, Why do I care at all about these people? Yeah. And so if it, when the intention's set and the timer's set, then you get so much done and then it's, it benefits you and you're like, oh, this is actually really rad. Yeah. And I like that. This sounds like Russian to me. Russian. Welcome. It's called discipline and structure. <laughs> Just like once oh. in a while, not every day. <laughs> I'm a horrible scheduler. I'm trying. Oh, same. I, li- I like the Apple Watch idea though. It, although I, I do have a funny story I haven't shared yet on the podcast that I think it's a warning to all of us about uh, Apple Watches. Oh, no. So the other night, so I don't know if it's my fat wrist or what, but Siri, I don't want to say it out loud. She never listens to me though. Well, she, yeah, she doesn't listen to me, but she just pops up randomly. And all of a sudden I'm talking to my wife the other night and I'm like, I don't know what we were trying to get kids down. The kids weren't in the room, luckily. Anyway, it says, what can I do for you or whatever she says? And I'm like. Nothing, you whore. <gasps> and she goes, okay, I'll send that. No, what? Send what? Nothing, you whore, was texted to my elder scorn president. <laughs> I kid you not. Like, I, I called him immediately. I was like, Dave, I'm sorry. I was talking to my wife. I was talking to this guy. And he goes, that's what he said. He goes, he goes oh listen, man, some people dog, talk to each dog. other differently. I'm like, I'm not judging. I'm like. Okay, thanks, man, because it really was just Siri. I hate her. And she so, only answers me when I say seriously. When I'm talking yeah, to someone, I'm like, seriously? I wonder if and maybe like, that's what, what it was. Like, no, what? So anyways, I'm be careful with your them. Apple Watches because it, what if it sent it to like my female accountant? You know, she's like, like did you ask you for have? something earlier? <laughs> how much money do we have? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so no. yeah, anyways, Apple Watches are good, but they can get Be you in careful. trouble. Luckily, it went to all, my other All the president. tech can get you in trouble. So where did you, I, I can't wait to kind of get into what you're doing, but I'm okay. curious on how you got to where you were. Um, sure. As far as like growing up, did you grow up around here? I grew up in Arizona. Okay. Mesa, which is like, you know, Provo Light. Yep, totally. So maybe Provo I lived in Gilbert heavy. for two years. Did you really? Just like that's where I got my barbecue start. No way. Believe it or not, this was just like 10 years ago. 
I love it down yeah, there. Yeah, Gilbert's like New Mesa. Where'd you go to high school? Can you guess where everyone went to high school? Mountain View. Yes, I did. <laughs> go Toro. That's like the Tim of Mesa. Yeah. Oh, no. It's like I'll meet people and we'll be talking and suddenly find out we're both Toros. And we're just like, yes. And There's it's all exciting. So and then Toros. they graduate 10 years after I did. I'm like, uh, bye. <laughs> when did you graduate? 96. Hey, I'm only a year after you. 90. Oh, oh. There's Nicely done. That was a little. We're got old. My, got my wrist. Dur. What, you're a 2000s, aren't you? You're you in the 2000 or 2000? 2002. 2002. That's yeah. practically 96. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the same thing. I mean, let's see. You're in sixth grade. Fine, almost <laughs> the same when I graduated. So let's see. I'm trying to think of football players because John Beck would have been yes, in school Yes, he's younger. Then, right. And with uh, Todd Heap. Yeah, that's he right. He's just younger than I am. Amazing tight end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they awesome. had some good football teams back then. So my cousins went oh, yeah. to Mesa High. They were jackrabbits during that time. That's what we called number two. Right, exactly. That was it Mesa was a rivalry. Two. The purple anyway. and gold. Yeah. So yeah, those were pretty those were pretty fun games. My business partner busted. I don't know if you know Scott Warner. Uh I feel Gig like Gig is his company. Yeah. Anyways, we're cousins. He owns a piece of this. But okay. yeah, the Mountain View game was the biggest of the year and he broke his fibia and tibula. First play of the game. That's right. I'm just kidding. For, yeah, first <laughs> play of the game. Like it was like play. he lived for that game. It was. It's like it's BYU Utah. They hate each other. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah, great place to live though. It was great. So yeah, I grew up there. I went to. Um, I graduated from the University of Utah. Uh, I won't say uh, anything. I'll just like flash my you. Uh, no, no. It was. It's funny because I'm like the only one in my family and in my neighborhood. You know, it's just BYU was just everything for everyone and right. and I don't know even how it happened it just it was like transferring from other places and it just made sense and you know and you're a Greer right I am do you know my brother Nick Greer I yeah I do know Nick so and Provo um <laughs> seems so, like people know him in Provo. <laughs> he's my he's the brother-in-law of my neighbor the brother-in-law of your neighbor yeah so John Heiner. Oh, John. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I live right next I was to like John. Trying to figure out how that. that works. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. That's right. So growing up, what was it like? Nick is one year older. Well, two years older, one grade older than I am. And he and I, um, I don't know if this is like allowed to say in public. No, we didn't. We didn't get along so well. <laughs> yes. He was the older brother that, yeah, it was just. Everyone knew I was Nick Greer's sister, and it was a little competitive. Does it still bug you? Oh, no, no, no. Not anymore. No, we've gotten to be really good friends, and uh, we got married about the same time, and you know, we lived near each other, and certain things in business we've been able to do together, so it's been really fun. And now way more people know who you are than him, so... It's yeah, fair. No, I don't know. Not, I mean, not in, not in the UC. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just trying to <laughs> no, create no, no. drama. <laughs> no, it's I fine. love drama. I always say like I have a I have time to get to where he is because he's two years older than I am. So every time you know he gets more, I'm like, oh, yeah, I have two years. Good. Oh, I have two years. <laughs> I have two years. Like I got time. I have two years to get to where you are. So did you guys grow up in an entrepreneur family? Like were your yeah. parents entrepreneurs? For sure. My dad uh, did a lot of different things in finance and entrepreneurship, and and we we learned how to be scrappy. Nick and I. We were in the bottom half of the family so in the late 80s uh, there was a real estate crash that our family was part of and so we got to figure out how to be really scrappy really resourceful and Nick was really entrepreneurial he was selling fireworks 
I probably probably should not tell tell that story <laughs> and cut that one out. Yeah, <laughs> in Arizona when they were illegal, but it's oh. fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Statute of limitations. But he was like he was like really past. good. He was, good. but he was just like smart and he got a lot in and he's yeah he was really clever and it was just fun to watch him and we just did different things. I cleaned ladies' china plates. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hold on. I cleaned. Hold on, hold on. So I went for to help old ladies clean their plates that they use for fancy times. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be I a mean one that's going to pop. Like I'm not explaining this well, and my accent could easily be misinterpreted like on the paid microphone. You to do that? <laughs> old ladies, oh etc. I could go worse, but we are in Provo, so I should be careful. Oh <laughs> man, I'm teasing. So. <laughs> Yeah, we just, it was fun. I think I, you know, grew up with those kind of family members. And so we just. So how did your parents kind of instill that in you? Was it just kind of you watch them? Or, (laughs) I mean, was it an open discussion at family about business and entrepreneurship? Or was it just something that, I don't know, it was natural out of you guys? I don't know. I I think part of it is when um, we got to a point where we lost all of our money and had to move into a rental and we were eating lots of lentils, I remember, and oats <laughs> in the <laughs> early 90s. And I didn't get school lunch and I didn't, um, I, but it wasn't like I was, I ever felt, I never felt poor. And I we just all would learn how to go scrap things together. And I it's embarrassing. I was telling my kids this the other day, but in junior high, <laughs> oh, no. I would ask everyone for a quarter. Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. But I would. I wasn't afraid to go up to like all my friends, and be like, "You got a quarter? Got a quarter?" And then I'd get enough, and I'd get a pretzel. And this happened like often. And if I wasn't in the mood, I'd go to the student council room and I'd rummage through the candy bins <laughs> and grab some candy canes and old candy bars, and I'd be like, "That's good." Like I think we just kind of learned how to just make do and just find things and and get in people's face to like be friendly, but also get something, you know. And like, and it wasn't. I never felt like I was taking people's money. Like I just felt like, oh, they're just giving me their change and they're my friend, and then we right. just like hang out and eat together. Like it, in hindsight, if my kids were doing that, I'd be mortified. <laughs> like mortified. Like here's a dollar. You it's like I just speaker. have a credit card. Sorry. I know. Like I would That's be what kids would say today. embarrassed, but like I'll I'll send you a Venmo. I have a quarter in there. But I just yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I just think that was part of it. Just like we just were about like getting things done, and my dad was just really resourceful and just figured things out, and we never felt like we were poor kids or or anything like that. I just always felt like we were. Right figuring things out but it's such a good lesson i mean i think there's we've had a few people in here that that's kind of their story like my cousin scott who's been a guest on here it was the same thing Mm -hmm. like they were living we're originally from southern california some bad investment happened they moved to mesa little house (laughs) i love that right (laughs) i mean well i think i wonder if it was the time you were talking about because houses are probably really cheap he my uncle had some contacts down there but i mean we were doing, I lived there their senior year of high school. I had just graduated high school up here. And um, they were doing paper routes. I mean, yeah. even Kevin, my uncle, was doing a paper route. And so it was just like anything. I mean, these guys were playing football. And you know how serious it is down there. Yeah. Like it's, they were waking up at three thirty, four in the morning, then going into lift with their high school football team, and then right. going to school. And then they'd go at night, pick stuff up late, fold. It, it was just crazy for like 30 bucks, 40 bucks. Honestly. But those two now, I mean, 
my two cousins Scott and Trey, like they are hustlers. I mean, they have put together really successful. It just teaches lives. you the grind, and and that's just it. Like even like the fact that you're mortified about the quarter thing, mm-hmm. whatever. You had a goal. Like, I know. I wasn't it, like trying to make money. No, I was just exactly. trying to get a pretzel. You were just trying <laughs> yeah. to get a pe- pretzel <laughs> or a bagel. Listen, you're super you resourceful. G- yeah. yeah, and you gave people the opportunity to be giving and to be to have a smile. Right, a smile. Like it's they g- they got blessings for giving <laughs> yes, you a quarter. Really so did. really, you did them a favor. It really is kind. But I think that that's. I think that there's a lot that can be said. I mean, Gary Vaynerchuk always said that. Like, <clears throat> I listened to one the other day. It was funny. He said, he told his 12-year-old, like, you know, in his language, right, your riches beep until you're 12, but then you're poor after you <laughs> yeah. turn 13 because I will tell you, he's like, the biggest favor you can do for your kids is say no. Mm-hmm. Just say no. Like, when they turn 13, you just say no. Like, if they want something, they have to get it themselves. And when we're kind of forced into that position, like, my parents got divorced when I was let's see, 16. And we went from like three acres with a couple horses in the backyard to nothing. Really? I mean, and then you've got two households, nobody has any money left. And so now the kids, it was the best thing that could ever happen to me. Cause it's like, I got home for my mission and I'm like, well, there's no, uh, I guess I'll go sell hot tubs. And then I sold alarms for nine years and it's just, it ended up being a huge blessing because it does force you into becoming resourceful. Right. And just making it work. And how old were you when you're asking for quarters? Yeah, middle school, junior high, right. seventh, eighth, ninth grade. I mean, yeah. and that takes guts. Yeah. I mean, really. I I'm, mean, to ask yeah. for something like that, that's that's a big deal. And well, so, you start to learn the worst thing they can say is no. Oh, yeah, not having <laughs> you know, it. Okay. It's like, okay, you move on. Next, yeah. you have a quarter. <laughs> it's just it's just so embarrassing. You know, I, I can see it in my head, and I think, wow, girl. Yeah, but yeah, it didn't bother me. Yeah, and like I you're think telling me you have brand new Jordans and you don't have a quarter. I know. No, I wanted I, to see how. Yeah. How, oh, I see. how how would you push, right? Oh, it's I would like, never push because I did it daily. <laughs> <laughs> I would never make people did feel you, bad. Did Maybe you have tomorrow. Groups? Did you Maybe have tomorrow. targets? Like, did you learn certain oh, groups gosh, and spread them really out? Like, oh, this is this great is though. Come so on. Oh, tragic. <laughs> no, but I remember sometimes. So Arizona outdoor. Right. Eating. Why? That's so gross. That is crazy. But anyway, um, I remember the lines. They were all outside, and I would just go up the line. <laughs> oh, my word. And sometimes I'd hit a table. Like, oh, I'll just hit that table. <laughs> I sound like such a, like, what? You know, I, uh, like, please, sir, I want some more. You know, like, panhandler. I got a pape. I got a pape. Like, I just feel like it was so ghetto. No, but it was fine. It wasn't that big of a deal. It was It was just, Mountain View. There's lots of rich Poston. kids there. Poston. I mean. Oh, Poston. I, I didn't do it by Mountain View. I wasn't I, asking. I, I was do just, know Poston. You do? Yeah, I think that's where Scott and Trey went before. Did they? And then they went to Mesa? Maybe. Poston or, is there Stapley? Stapley. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes more sense. Maybe they're the rival middle schools. They, yeah, they totally were. This is a great story. <laughs> Have you ever shared this story? I know. Oh, yes, we got <laughs> one. to my kids. We got an exclusive. And they're just embarrassed for me oh, when I'm telling so them. so funny. Well. Well, yeah. we appreciate you sharing it. Well, there you go. I mean, okay, so. Put it on my tombstone. So we corner. go to the U. <laughs> Let's, yeah, yeah. Got a corner. <laughs> You need to put that under your Anna shirt. is the worst. Like that should be your headline. Got a quarter. Got a quarter? I mean, but that's going to be like, our post. It's going to be a quarter. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've thought of that. I thought, man, if you could only ask like your followers for a quarter or a dollar, can you imagine? Let's start I think a new it, charity I think campaign. it would like flip a lot of things with content and with creation. So it would just make it for you wouldn't want to have fake followers. You would really want to be engaging people. You know, if we thought of it like that and not just as like numbers, but as right. actually as like exchanging something of value 
Plus, it would be like really awesome. I would right. love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Yes, you would. I mean, that would be really nice. <laughs> yeah. but No pressure. I mean, here's my Venmo. If anyone's listening, <laughs> quarter dollar, whatever, whatever's in your Venmo account. Just... I think we could ask for a dollar now, right? Sure, you can upgrade it. Yeah. Okay, so you go to the U, which yes. I think if I had gone to college, so I'm a huge BYU athletics fan, but mm-hmm. I can't really stand the school. So, so that so, surprises me. Yeah. Only because I get it, but also like there's oh, I probably shouldn't start talking. Say about it. Come on. Let's no, do but it. like where like with BYU not being affiliated with any conference or anything, know. you know, how do you keep It's hard. following it because there's not a lot of going back into it as much, you know? So it's, it's a true. trick. It's true. I mean, I can see liking the school. See, it's the opposite for me. Yeah. I can't stand the school. There's a lot of things about the school that drive me crazy. But yeah. It's a lot of thing about college in general that drives me sure. crazy. So, but anyways, yeah, yeah. that's another topic. We but can, so you go to the U. I go to the U. Did you study mark? Like, did you know right off the bat that's what you wanted to get into? No, I uh, got a degree in English, oh. and I thought I was going to law school or business school because I thought that would be really interesting. And it to me, it was just an undergrad, and I thought it would be a good stepping stone right. to learn how to write and to know how to speak to people and things like that. So I. Got married while right you're in gra- school? right before I graduated. Okay. Actually, before did your parents want you to go to college? Because a lot of times, like the yeah. entrepreneur background, education isn't necessarily encouraged. I think that's newer, though. I think that you know, back in the '90s, <laughs> way back then, you know, we're still we're still talking to um, families who school is really important, and it was the stepping stone because you needed to have that just to have any credibility to get into business to start working with people. And I see more and more that it's less important, especially as we have like Steve Jobs and uh, Zuckerberg as our examples of, of not finishing school. Bill Gates, so many of them. Yeah. And I always say to my kids, like you don't have to go to school if you don't want, if you know what you're doing, but if you want to drop out of college, like you want to say Mark Zuckerberg, Get into Harvard and drop out of Harvard. <laughs> yeah. Get into Stanford, drop out of Stanford. That's a great like, don't, don't drop out yeah. of UVU. Yeah. Like, well, just like, yeah, it's cool. Like, go to Slick. I'm all about it. Right. But don't think you're you're one of these big shots dropping yeah. out of Slick to start a business. Yeah. Like, mm, finish. That's Harvard so, is. If yeah. you're smarter than Harvard, get into you can Harvard drop and out. drop out. Fine. That's really funny. But yeah, so my parents were all about the school. Okay. My dad and I had a really good deal about school because I had a lot of older siblings. I'm the fifth of six. And we just made a deal that he would help me pay for college if I finished in under four years. And because he just saw a lot of people he knew, but also some family members, you know, just switching and just enjoying it. And I was all about the, the competition. I was right. like, yeah, yes, yeah. I will. I will finish faster than anyone in the family. <laughs> and so he um, he was able to help me with a lot of it. I just had to do a little bit of work. I didn't have to like work full time. Or Do you think so, he knew that about you? Do you think yeah. by asking you to finish inside of four years, he, he knew like oh, for you sure. could pull that off? Oh, for sure. Yeah, That's that was definitely. That oh, saved yeah. him some money. Yeah. I mean, in the long run, even if he paid for half right. and I took longer, it would still cost him a lot more than yeah. it did. And I got really scrappy again right. and tried to get... Um, you know, in-state tuition. And that's also, you know, a lot of different reasons that where I went, how I did. But yeah, so I went into English because I thought it was a good undergrad and then got married, went and taught elementary school for a hot minute and realized, <laughs> no, thank you. And You'd be a fun teacher. I was. I right. was great. And then they moved me to fifth grade and I said, no way. Oh, I have yeah. to learn, no, way too much. <laughs> Do you know how much fifth grade teachers know oh, yeah. about all the topics? 
Well, and then add Common Core to the mix or whatever that's called. Yeah, I wasn't it there makes back me then. Feel like an idiot. Oh, just I remember one kid raised their hand and she said, "What does um, what does pitch black mean?" I was like, "Like really dark." Like the you color, know? yeah. Like it's really it's a dark. Vin Diesel movie. <laughs> Yeah. Really oh, good. well, that was also before <laughs> Vin Diesel. I keep aging myself here, but, and some kid, you know, talked about, you know, the pitch is, you know, this um, tar. Yeah. And when they put tar on people, and I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Smart over there. No, no, I'm glad. I'm glad I said it. The word was like right there. But yeah, the fifth grader in the corner. And, right. and <laughs> I'm kidding. But I just felt so stupid that right. a fifth grader was answering that. I'm like, I'm going to find another job. <laughs> so then I started working at a marketing company as their copywriter and editor. Oh, okay. And it was back in the day of direct mail. Again, oh, aging yeah. myself. Right. No email. I mean, we had email, but you didn't use it to market. The dial up took too long. Yeah, no, it was like <laughs> too busy. No one was giving out their email address sure. back then. Anyway, so I did that and I just loved it. So what type of going. content were you creating at that time? Direct mail marketing pieces. Just like just little ones, big ones, just everything. Every day we had a new direct mail piece. Really? So we would hit um, financial institutions and financial planners and advisors and helping them get this marketing software. And I had to write a new one every day. I had to write ads for magazines and all those types of things. And it was... Did you enjoy it? Oh, I loved it. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I love, I realized as I went on, there were just things I like about it. Like I started doing SEO later and I love that it's like a puzzle. You know, you're using the same words over and over, but you don't want anyone to know that you are. And I just thought it was really fun and trying to like move it around and make people feel like they're getting something out of it. And so at that time, did you know that you kind of found what you wanted to do? Like within like the marketing world, if you will. I don't think I was that thoughtful about it. It okay. was just like, oh, this is cool and I'm getting money and I like it and it's interesting and I'm good at it. So I'll just keep going this way. And then when I had kids, I had four kids and with each one, um, my husband and I decided that I would work from home and I'd work at night and he would go to work. And I just really liked that freedom that doing online content, it was online at that time that I could start doing that it just afforded me a lot of freedom and a lot of creativity still. And, and then that just kept growing like that. So that really helped for me. So when you left being a teacher, was this just kind of the first decent opportunity that came your way or were you out looking for that type of job? No, no. I just, I think I was just looking for anything that an English degree made sense with okay. and things that I would like to do. And Somewhere I mean, I was writing. Write. Yeah. Right. So I thought oh, I could do some writing and then it just kind of all aligned. That's very interesting. Yeah. So how long were you doing the direct mail stuff? Uh, just a few years, a couple years, few years. Yeah. Two or three years. And then, then I've started doing it freelance after that. And then just contract work for different companies. Did you stop because you started having kids? Is, yeah. that, is that why you stopped? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I literally went till I had the baby and then I just didn't want to go back. So you met your husband at the U? Met that, him at the U. He's a funny guy. He's super funny. We actually met in a writing class. I don't know him, but I've watched him mimic the <laughs> the oh. the Dr Pepper lady or whatever. Oh, the kombucha, was. kombucha, kombucha girl. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I think his is just as funny. I, I've gotten a lot of that. I'm like, eh, it's, it's fine. It's hilarious. <laughs> I, it gets funnier as you watch it yeah. more. But but you guys seem like a pretty good good oh, he, pair. He's he is so chill funny right you know he's just like under the wire like people almost don't even hear him yeah. because he just kind of like says things or he comes up with little quips or he's really really kind of like ammon with uh abby oh yeah yeah, seen, yeah, like, yeah yeah he says some pretty funny crap he's pretty funny here once in a while. <laughs> yeah yeah 
I mean, really, probably talking about me. Did you see that one yesterday when she was telling people to go to therapy? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that's funny. Anyway, but yeah, I think, yeah, and you know, cool. that's, that's a dynamic we've been talking about a lot where, you know, we have had these powerful, influential women in here and to kind of see what traditional roles have kind of reversed. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool to see how awesome it works out. Totally. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you know, we, we talked about Susie Bullock a couple weeks ago oh, with yeah, Abby. Oh, yeah, Susie. And Todd is like our exemplary husband. Like sure. He's the sweetest, like biggest fan of her. Now he works for her. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. But, I, I mean, it's it's cool that you guys kind of, did you always want to work? Like, even after having kids, you wanted to stay busy? I didn't want to work, actually. Right. But I liked doing it, and I liked having money that I could spend however I wanted. That's and the common thing. You wanted to go to Target without anyone saying no. It's, that's a thing. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's a, a thing. real thing. And They've and all said the same thing. Honestly, where my growth really started was when I thought, I really want a cleaning person to come to my house and clean my house. And I just have to make enough money to justify that. And then I was like, and I want to get my hair done. And <laughs> now I, you know, and I just kept adding things. And then I was like, wait. And, and I seriously say my cleaning I call them my cleaning friends because they're my friends and I tell my kids I'm like they're not cleaning for you they're cleaning for me like these are my friends (laughs) and they're doing me a solid and and they're the sweetest and I have these pictures of my dog hugging them and like they're like the best they're seriously like like I'm gonna cry because I love them so no no I'm not gonna cry but they're seriously my they're just like great and they give me so much time they come for two hours and I swear they give me two days Wow. Just because I don't have to worry about some things. And so my focus can be on what I'm good at. And then I have more time to spend with my kids. And, you know, they're 100% learning more things. And so that's just how it really started taking off. I was like, okay, how much does it cost to get people to come to my house once a month? Okay, every other week. Okay, every week. And then it just, now it's just like. So now you see the relation to the pretzel. Yeah, my see? 25 cents. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> wow, yeah. It just started with wanting to pretzel. Yeah. I, so that's why I like those little kid stories, man, because it, yeah. it all you can always connect them to something later. And that's and I think it's important. That's one thing I'm really bad at is goals. Like I'm horrible at goals. And so and with all the guests that we've had, it's like that story right there is a perfect example of, hey, I want to work so I can get somebody to help me clean the house. Yeah, that's a goal. And I, I've got to be more intentional about saying this is what I need. This is what I got to work for. Let's go get it. And well, and not feeling bad about it because oh, I think sure. there's just a stigma and, and maybe it's only in my head, but like clean your own house, Yeah, you so, know, or well, can't you do this or this is right. what you're supposed to do. I'm using air quotes, but I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> like you're supposed to clean your all, own house. Yeah, and I'm like, no, air quotes. like gross. I don't want to clean my house and I'm really bad at it. <laughs> well, like but, I'm really bad at cleaning <laughs> you guys, like really, really bad. And, and I like my sweet husband, my kids will get a stain on their shirt. They're like, mom, what do I do? I'm like, I don't know. Go ask dad. <laughs> I don't Google know how to get it. stains out of shirts. <laughs> I know I've read about it, but it, I did not hold on to it. Like cold water, hot water. I'm like, uh-uh, sorry. <laughs> Glass of dad. Like I have a, I have a, my button fell off. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Guys. Sorry. Let's go get a new shirt. Yeah, let's yeah. go. No, I mean, we try to be reasonable. But yeah, but I'm like, let's figure well, that's this how out. I was. I mean, even me with my yard. Like when I first, I was like, I'm going to hire my yard out because those couple of hours, I would so much rather be doing something else. And so it provides me way more than the time it is doing the yard well i think that's what makes it not you know the cliche or the um you know has the stigma behind it right yeah. it's just a story it's, you tell yourself in the head it is totally, totally it's 100 it's true because it's like you know my wife's a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. 
and I always tell her, I'm like, have you called the cleaning ladies? Like, I tell her that because I'm like, you have enough to do just with, like, you know, she does laundry and she has four little kids. I'm like, look, cleaning the blinds and the baseboard, like, all that other, like, there's so much that needs kind of deep cleaned. And I'm like, how is she supposed to do that? You know, like, I can help when I get home. But I'm like, if it helps you, it's it's good. Yeah. You know, it's just like the landscaping. You know, that would be the man side of it, right? Like, oh, you don't mow your own lawn? Yeah. Which like, I get that all the time. I'm no. Like, nope, and it's the best thing I ever did. I love well, some it. some people like it. Oh, they do. You know, they take so like, much energy out of it. My brother, Nick, he loves doing yard work. Like, yeah. he loves it. He likes making the lines, and he doesn't have to, but he likes it. You know, and I right. think people help him with some things, but it's like, there's no problem if you like doing something or if 100%. it feels innate to you. See, I love mowing the lawn. Yeah. But I hate everything else. And we have a pretty big yard. And so it's like I found a guy that will mow the lawn and do the edging and do the hedging. I'm like, I do like mowing the lawn because I just listen to like a mm-hmm. podcast or a book or something while I do it. But I'll give it up if they'll do the rest of the stuff. <laughs> yeah. And it's great. Like one day a week they come and they blast it out in 20 minutes. And usually it took me like 45. And, and like you said, it gives me time. Yeah. And I think that that's important. So when you started doing your freelance work, yeah. when did you – like when did social start to happen? Or mm-hmm. I guess when you were doing that, had you were you starting to create an audience? Were you blogging? Were you doing all that other stuff and then just kind of transitioned into social where you are now? Or how did it start on like what you now do for the business with helping people kind of create their brands and communities and stuff? Right, yeah. So I was doing some content for people and I was contracting and then it started going into just a little consulting from audience. And it's funny because I didn't start out trying to be an influencer, again, with my air quotes, sorry, yeah. air quote influencer <laughs> or doing anything like that. But it was that I was showing people, I was doing something for fun, but also saying, see, this is, you can build an audience without making it look like a magazine. People want to connect, you know, and it was it was that way that I started getting more into the social side. And I would go to conferences for brand side and, you know, for companies and clients and things like that. And then when I started seeing more of how it comes on the influencer side and getting people to send me things and saying, hey, we want to work with you, it totally opened my eyes for how I was reaching out to people on the brand side and on the company side. And they, the people sending me things that were treating me like an influencer only, they didn't know I was in marketing and branding and, and vice versa. You know, I just felt like it really gave me a ton of insight. And I thought, okay, I got to show more people how this looks and how this works. And it was super exciting to me. So then I just started coaching more and consulting more with companies and giving them more packages so that they could kind of glean that that insight, I guess, and that back end of, and that's just kind of where that started growing more and more, where I did less copy and content and concepts for companies and started doing more consulting and coaching and um, helping them kind of see the big picture and then having someone else execute. And I was not executing as much. And that was probably only the last five, six years that I started not executing as much as I was coaching. So when did you start using your quotes becoming an influencer you know like like when did that start to happen where people started to send you stuff kids are the worst for sure okay and and that was what was your idea behind that it was just um it was that that everything seemed for a while on blogs and instagram that uh it was just pretty and perfect and kids looked good and their socks matched and (laughs) i was like my kids like socks i'm like it's fine they're two socks. They're clean. Go. And, you know, with breakfast, oh, like the lunch boxes just right. made me feel like the crummiest mom 
you know, and I'm like, my kids make their own lunches and I just like go, uh, that's fine. Okay, go. Yeah. You know, like I don't even make their lunches for them. And, but I'm, I love them a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we know. They're really nice. They Listen, that's it. the thing no, is, no, it's good. I, I kind of dig this. It's I think the quarter. Sometimes it's the quarter. Well, yeah. and I think sometimes like my wife and I, like she'll get so like stressed out with the kids. It's because she's so like involved in making sure everything is just so I'm like, I think a lot of times, well, our, like my best friend does this all the time. If he watches the kids for a few days because his wife goes on vacation, he's like, this is the easiest job in the world. Yeah. And I think that it's easier for dads to kind of do that. Sure. Where it's just like what you said with the lunches, just kind of like make your own freaking lunch. I'm not making it for you. Where Ashley's like, Ziploc bag. Okay. We got to fit the banana fruit. Just like, yeah, there's, you got enough food in there. You're good. All right. Have a good yeah. day. Well, I think it stems a lot from just, you know, our own shame and what we we perceive as being shamed. You know? sure. And that's what I felt like a lot of the social world looked like is kids were clean and well fed. <laughs> and I thought my kids had cereal three nights in a row and I still love them. You know, so it kind of came as a joke with something I would say to my friends when we'd all get together and we complain about our kids and I just say kids are the worst. And of course they're not. We'd all laugh and it just like made it feel like okay, we're not so bad, we can move on. And so that's how it started as a joke with a couple friends. And then um, then I started using it as an example to clients. And then it just took off and it was really fun. And I loved it. And it was fun to make and it didn't feel like work, like I would work. And then this would be my fun thing to show people at work what, I, what right. I'm talking about. And then it would validate. And then when BuzzFeed picked it up, and that was like five years ago and they picked it up and showed it. And that's when people still cared what like Buzzfeed said, you know, <laughs> so I'm grateful forever, yeah. but like that's when they could say, check out this account and people would. And, and that I remember getting to 50,000 followers and we went out and got donuts, like huge celebration. <laughs> went to Banbury cross in Salt Lake and got donuts. And we were like, Oh my gosh, I've arrived. <laughs> like it was like the coolest things. My kids like suddenly were like, Oh, this is fun. And you're not being mean. Like, you know, kids, right, kids right. didn't totally get the sarcasm, even though that's like 90% <laughs> of my parenting. But then they were like, oh, this is funny. Let's keep going. And then, um, yeah, that I don't think, I don't know if I even answered where the question yeah. went. But yeah, that was just kind of why I did it. And then it just kept growing and it was fun. And then people were like, hey, do you want my, do you want to try out this product? Do you want to, you know, advertise for this or that? And so then I'm like, okay, I see what's happening. I see wow. how people get pitched. At what time do you remember? Was it like a number of followers where it went from kind of fun? We're just going to try it out to, okay, this could be something like, do you remember when that moment was? I'm okay. This is years ago though, you know? Yeah. So like in context of now, everyone wants 10 grand so that they can like get swipe up and all the features of 10,000. Uh -huh. Right. But at the time, like I remember hitting a thousand and like, who are these thousand people? I don't know who are following me. And then I remember just like hitting each one, like the 5,000 and then 20,000. I actually went to California with my parent, with my family, not my parents, my kids. And I went to my personal account all weekend as I was just documenting that didn't even go on to kids. And then I went back to kids and I gained 12,000 followers. And that was, Holy you know, crap. Like a trip that, that was over the weekend. That was like six years ago. Like that was a ton. I kept going, what, what oh happened? What gosh. happened? What happened? Like, what did I do? And I was just like frantic and excited. And I figured out, I think I figured out where it happened. Somehow Tony Hawk followed and then people followed what Tony wow. Hawk followed. And so then they all got stoked. And I was like, Hey, best friend. <laughs> so actually I had a podcast for a minute, um, years ago and I just had an idea. I'm like, I'm going to start a podcast. So I messaged Tony Hawk and I said, would you want to be on my podcast that didn't exist? 
I didn't say that didn't exist. Sure. And he said, yeah, sure. Wow. I went, okay, great. So, so <laughs> like I found this software and I was going to do the free trial and my husband's like, what? No, buy the software. Yeah, Don't do Tony free Hawk. software. Yeah. Tony Hawk. I'm like, should I get a microphone? He's like, yes, get a microphone. <laughs> anyway, but I did four episodes. I'm like, this is too hard. And Tony Hawk was on it? Yeah, he was the first one. Whoa. It was you know, like you can hear how nervous I was once. Oh <laughs> my god. Get his daughter on. But it was just one of those like thank you for like really just telling people. I think that was I don't know how he found it, right. but I think that was the one he followed it and then that weekend it went crazy and then BuzzFeed picked it up and then and then it was just like but here's the thing about Instagram and about any numbers is it the higher you get when you get to a number, no matter what it is. At 1000, you like celebrate and it can last a long time, but right. I swear each number you celebrate for smaller amounts of time and then you're just looking for the next number. Yeah. So it's like that's never where I want to have my focus because I want to have the focus on just who's there and who cares. And, you know, they're like different things that I think are more important, like impressions and reach and things like that, that mean that what you're doing matters and people care. And that's the value because you, you could be chasing followers. You could be buying followers like it. And it will never feel like enough because you'll always look at what the rock has. Like, well, <laughs> right. all right. It's not that right. great. Yeah. So. Well, I think that's what's so impressive about your accounts are, you know, it's easy if you're a celebrity to have a lot of followers, you know, but I mean, Anna McFarland from Mesa, Arizona, right? Yeah. I mean, marketing, like your creativity, your hard work, that got you followers. Oh, well, thank and, you. And I think that's pretty cool. I mean, it's easy for The Rock to have followers because he's on every TV show and movie that's out right now, or at least like 40% of them. But he also has a really good strategy. He, he, well, and, Like he legitimately, and he switches it often and in the right way. Right. Like I really think he does it well. There are some people who are like, well, they're getting their celebrity only. Sure. I really believe that his social media helped propel where he is now that's interesting the last five years like why do you think that like, oh. like like what strategy specifically like do you see him doing oh he changed it up but what he was doing a few years ago that i kept talking about i'm like watch this because this was before jumanji and that was i think that was when he really this star was just like what in the world who is this guy you know you kind of knew who he was yeah right? sure. he was in little things and not little things just not as much as he was a wrestler it's like we've yeah. almost forgotten that he was a wrestler oh yeah. no i i like and to post what... those videos once in a while to remind <laughs> oh, everyone yeah, like he was a cheesy wrestler <laughs> to, like super. they were all i mean really they were all cheesy but yeah very like his little eyebrow thing mm -hmm. yeah but i mean the it, it is pack. impressive I bet. smell what the rock is cooking <laughs> mm-hmm but I mean, you're right. I never really <laughs> thought about his social media being a part of changing that, you know, kind of what we know Dwayne Johnson at, or the rock to, to Dwayne Johnson. He like, posted like, a like, lot. Okay. He posted a lot. Okay. And he responded to people. And that was like, and it was like the first 10 minutes he would go in and you better believe everyone wanted to comment right. because it was like, oh my gosh, he's talking to me. He's looking at me. He's doing something. And then he would put the camera on his stories and things. Well, this is, a, you know, when stories came on people that he was meeting and he wasn't afraid of like just being silly. I mean, his videos were always so long and he always takes himself really seriously, right. but then he would laugh and then he would just, but it just felt like he was actually talking to you. And he wasn't like posing. I mean, he's the rocks, right? So it's a little <laughs> different than like, you know, a Kardashian or something where they're totally posing. But right. it just felt like he was actually talking to a friend. He was looking at you and he was laughing with you. And then he would respond to people. 
and he was posting often. So you felt like it wasn't for work. It was like, no, we're still talking to each other. We're communicating. And he had all these different strategies he's changed. But at first when he was responding in the first 10 minutes, you should have seen his comments. It was just like overwhelmed. So of course people want to get notified because they want the rock to follow, to say something. And people were screenshotting like, look, the rock responded to me. Are you kidding me? Well, it's like how Gary Vee does. It's like huge. what Gary Vee does with his text messages now. Yeah, like he'll text like a couple people back, and he has millions and millions of people now who are giving him his cell phone number because they just want a text from Gary Vee saying hi. He's good wow. too. Like he's done a lot of really. I mean, you know, if he's your flavor, it's not everyone's flavor. For sure, he's and our flavor. Yeah, we we like potty mouth people. I always <laughs> joke though, like, and I'm gonna bleep myself, but like he he definitely thinks he's come up with everything. Yeah, true. So he could say just effing do it and be like, that was genius. <laughs> <laughs> I just came up with that. And now everyone's going to get excited. Like, yeah, it should be, so- that should be on a shoe or something. <laughs> like he would think he came up with that. There is a lot he of that. I mean, Add that, an F word to any phrase. And he's like, that, that was I mine. Did that. that was me. <laughs> yeah. like, Good job, Gary V. But he has a lot, like he does. He totally focuses on audience. He totally focuses on like relationships and like, you know, putting it back into people, which is what how he built his wine business. Yeah, right. Was like spending the time, which honestly he probably spent too much time doing it. He probably focused way too much on the wrong things, but it was really good because yeah. where he is now. So I'm like just how- adding f words to slogans in my head right now. Yeah, yeah. Gosh dang it, and it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> You're the next Gary V. Yeah. So where did you learn? I mean, as you were going through this and you just started to grow, mm-hmm. did you have? whether it's a mentor, did you have somewhere where you were studying what to do or was it just kind of coming natural and you were seeing results and so you just kind of saw, hey, this works if I do it like this, it doesn't work if I do it like that. I mean, how did you get to the point where you felt confident enough to where you could teach people what to do? You know, I think it's interesting. I think it's a mix of all of the things. You know, I read a lot, I read a lot. I love listening to um, books on audio. I always want to say books on tape. I oh, still say my books 1996. on tape all the time. Books on tape I'm on my phone. I'm starting to say Audible. Yeah, on my audio books. Yeah. <laughs> books on audio. I always just say, uh, yeah, listen to Audible. I'm just listening to books. Yeah. And I love doing that. You know, I just love getting things. There are people that I just really value and respect. But also, I think it's, again, I didn't even expect this to be the theme, but I think it's just that, like, moxie. You know, to call myself that, it feels a little vain. But but really, just being able to say, hey, let's try this and not talk about it. Let's not talk about if we did A-B testing. Let's A-B test. Let's try this, try this. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Then we move on. And having people at the beginning that were willing to do that with me and willing to test things and try things out and not get, you know, too precious. And then saying, oh, no, this is working and my intuition's right. And and then the more I do it and the more people I work with and the more I see things and the more I do for myself, I'm like, oh, no, this is totally working. And I think this is, you know, a talent of mine that I'm willing to work on and to research and to believe that I don't know all of it, but that that it's good, that it's like works and it kept working for people. So I was like, I'll just keep doing it. Did you have to overcome, I love it, the imposter syndrome? Like when you were getting started, like, like how did you charge that first person when you were like, we should try this, but I don't really know if it's going to work, but you need to pay me to try it. Oh yeah. (laughs) I mean, if I would, I tell people when they want to start doing this, I say, okay, you need to figure out the price and I give people like price options, you know, and then, and then you need to be willing to do it for half or nothing and let them know, but after month one, if I reach a goal, then you pay me. 
Okay. But at least set the precedent and don't Is that just say, what you I'll did? do it for free. Yeah. Okay. So and that worked for me too. You know, yeah. I mean, there were a few people I'd say, let's try this, but I learned long ago that nobody values your free content. Nope. Nobody values no. your free advice. You know, I'll, my friends, bless their hearts. I'm constantly giving them free business advice because I'm like, I can't help it. I'm like, you know what you should do? That was a really good idea for you. We value it. Yeah. You know, you, you know what you guys should do? No, you know, and I get like super stoked. And some of them follow through and do it. But the people who really do it and have success are the people that are paying me a lot of money. And it makes me more excited. And it makes them more excited. And then they're like, oh, this is super successful. And then, I, then I'm like, oh, this is cool. But imposter syndrome happens all the time. Like I let Seth Godin. Do you know Seth mm-hmm. Godin? He's, he's my favorite. Like ever. Is that your go-to right now? Oh, he's my go-to for like the last Always. 10 years. Okay. Yeah. I can't believe I'm telling this story too, but I spoke at a conference where he was, we didn't speak together. I'm not trying to pretend. And, <laughs> and he was the main, and he was asked, having people ask him questions. And I raised my hand. I was like, so excited. Like this was nerdy, nerdy <laughs> Bill. And he called on someone, like he pointed to someone and he goes, and then you, you know, and then he points at me and I'm like, oh, so then I had all this time to think about my question even more. And my, speaking of Apple watch, it went off and it's like, your heart rate has escalated significantly, like 145. And I'm like covering up my watch with my sweater. Like nobody look at how freaking nervous I am to ask this question. But anyway, I digress. So Seth Godin, when his, this is marketing came out. Mm -hmm. And I was writing some content too at the same time. And I was ticked because I'm like, this is what I was, this is what I was writing. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah. And at first I'm like, who do I think I am? I'm not Seth Godin. Uh, yeah. I can't say it now, now that he said it. Everyone's going to be like, oh, did you read the book? Well, of course I did. But also it's like, oh, I guess it's not a new idea. And then what he actually said at that, at that conference was like, he didn't even come up with all the ideas. He's read it from other people and your audience needs to hear it from you. Yeah, and There's they just like want no to be original validated. ideas anymore. There, there aren't, and yet we still feel like imposters. For sure. And no, and let's be honest. Nobody likes original ideas, even if they come, because it's like not comfortable. Yeah. They just so want the iPhone. So what was your I mean, question? Do you remember what oh, you asked? Oh well, him? yeah. He said if you want people to share things, you need to validate what they're they already think. That's what gets shared, which totally makes sense, right? And he, and so I said, well, what is the difference between validating what people already believe and giving them new information and new insight? Like, what is there a percentage? Like, how do you how do you manage that? You know, to enlighten people and not just validate them. Mm-hmm. And he just said, you know, I if you want things shared, you validate them, and if you want to enlighten people, you get them in. And, you know, it's just like okay, it just like reminded me that I can overwhelm people when I try to. <laughs> give all new information or enlighten right. people that because they're not not everyone cares as much as I do. I was gonna say you want you you know obviously you want them to be as excited about it as you are, but some people just no one ever it's is not gonna mean as no much one's ever as excited right. as you are about what you're doing. Right. No one's well, ever as excited even, about your meat as you are. Or, that's true. <laughs> um, sorry. <laughs> but it's, it's Let's true. take a moment it, to just well, think it's about like that one. it's like it's your the kids. Same right? You like, gave me when you said uh, about the old lady or uh, cleaning their. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, was like, when you said cleaning their china, the, the part I laughed hardest at was you just going like, I mean, like your eyes kind of wide I looked at me mean, like, uh, I, um. I hear how that could have sounded. So. I'm sitting here with two 12 year old boys. I better clarify. Oh, please. I have that. Well, and the funny thing is my husband, he works in marketing. He's at Adobe uh-huh. and he comes home and he's like, he's done. And I'm like, oh my gosh, guess what I read? Oh, I talked to this guy. Oh, listen to this idea I have. He's like, can you shut it off like ever? And I'm like, 
I don't know if I can. Like, I'm really excited. Like, I'm just like, this is cool. Oh, guess what I found out? Listen to what I read. He's like, that's great, Anna. Like, that was really <laughs> That's cool. what I like with my wife. She's just like, I don't, okay, cool. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know. So, let's, let's go back to Bachelor. Yeah. Hey, uh, but that's pretty exciting, too. That's right. I was so mad it wasn't on last night. Yeah. But tonight's the night. Drama. Okay. You know, you know Demi, sorry, side note. You can co- totally cut this out. But no. Demi's laugh. Oh, I learned it gosh. from the bachelor school. <laughs> I started doing it as a joke, Perfect. like just joking with it. No, guys, I can't stop doing it. Like now it's real. I'm like, oh, you guys want me to come? <laughs> and it's so satisfying. Try I, it. It's I like miss, the best. I laugh. miss old Demi. I don't like this new Demi. Well, sure, but like she's not laughing as much. She's yeah, not being she's sarcastic. just and she's not making fun of people. That's what that's what yeah. I like about her. But uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's the best. Like just try you're it. Spot on. Try it when you're. I'd had a lot of practice. <laughs> and I can't stop it. Like even my sisters were calling me out at it. I'm like, I know I can't, I can't stop it. And it's so satisfying. Just try it when you're alone and then you'll start doing it. It's great. It's the best. Sorry, side note. Okay. Thank you for that. I'm going to write that down. Yeah. Demi down. laugh. Just kidding. It, and Demi meaning half. Cause it is kind of a half laugh. <gasps> it's true. Wow. I'm, I'm marketing it. Hold on. Just yeah. wait. Just, I'm going to add laugh. that to the, Demi you have laugh. a quarter. Do you have a quarter account? Yeah. Do you have a quarter? What's the question? I Okay, it's back now. So when you, kids was your first account, right? I had my own, but it was okay. just like a personal family. But first one that you kind of Was like, it called Anna's the Worst at the time or was it just no, your name? No, it's called Arzabud. It's my grandpa's nickname, but I always can own it everywhere. <laughs> so I just always did. Right. Okay. Yeah. Was there a moment in kids where you decide... Like, I guess what I'm trying to figure out is, was there was there kind of like a light bulb moment where you're like, I can do this for a living, or I'm really good at this, or you know, kids? taking it to the next level where you're like, I can be a social media guru, I can help yeah. people with this. Was there kind of a specific moment or experience that happened where you finally realized like, hey, I'm, I'm somebody that could teach this stuff, and I'm somebody that could make a living from doing this? I don't know. I mean, when I was doing just kids are the worst and then I was doing like email and web content and SEO and branding and all of this other stuff, I didn't really think of them as being um, together. It was just like a fun side that I could also show for social because social at the time, five years ago, nobody wanted to pay me for social media because they thought it was just cute thing that moms did right? and old people. And I would say, no, this is like where your audience is. This is where your brand is. And people are like, yeah, but I'm paying SEO. And I'm like, what? Don't pay SEO. Don't pay for a billboard. Billboards are rad, but like you only have a a certain amount of a reach. Sure. You know, pay for social media, start building an audience. And people just didn't value it. And then, um, and then I just had a few successes. And I want to say that I, I don't know when I was like, oh, this is it but I think it was just validating with other people that their content was working too and that their audiences were buying and that they were staying. And I was like, oh, this is really working for not just me. This isn't just, you know, my personality resonating with this group of people. It's really formula that anyone can adopt. Yeah, well, yeah, and like strategies changing, like build a strategy, you know, and they will come. But really like you build the right thing, not just, don't just vomit what you are doing or who you are. Right. I don't care. Honestly, like what does it have to do with me? Figure that out, get a strategy around it. And then people come and people follow and people love you and people respond and then they buy. Right. I'm like, oh, okay, it's working, you know, 10 times with 10 different people. Like, all right, then I got to get it to more people and then, and then more and more and more. So 
I don't know if there was like huh. a moment. It was just like, okay. So Dude. at what point did you shift away? Are you still doing the web content SEO stuff? Or no, are you no. Mostly, it's yeah. all social now, right? It's social, but it's, uh, well, it's audience and messaging. So I can, I help brands help understand where their audience is, how right. to sell them. Because Instagram is the big pain point right now. Right. Everyone wants to be big on Instagram. Right. But you can be big on Instagram, but you need to lead your audience somewhere else. Because no, you can buy on Instagram, but like what else? And then, and then you know that Instagram, Facebook own all the content and right. all, all your audience information. So you have to find a way to keep talking to them and retargeting them and connecting with them. So there's like a whole strategy of how do you get people to stay with you when Instagram falls apart or breaks down or there's a blackout or when your audience you know, isn't on Instagram, how do you keep them around? How do you keep targeting them? And how do you make money? Right. And if it's not money, get, you know, clients or, or a community, like you have to get people to do one extra step so that they stay with you. Because I heard you say on Susan Peterson's podcast that, um, that you saw, you had an app where it showed people that were unfollowing you. Yeah. And that's the worst. Oh, I did it too. And I'm gosh. like, this is energy. <laughs> I don't love like a week. It's bad energy, Horrible. right? Horrible. And there are days where I'm like, Oh, cool a thousand people unfollowed me and a thousand and one followed me so that's right. cool i'm growing <laughs> you know like rad yeah, yeah. but you start focusing too much but how do you keep people there because i hope that if it's not serving you that you're not following me right like i don't want you to feel, follow me out of any obligation i want it to be fulfilling because that's the whole reason we stay on social and that's when social is awesome is when we get to it and it fulfills us and it gives us what we need and then we use it as a tool and not right. as you know a chain that we're being chained to. So that's the thing is like, how do you keep people around? And then how do you keep people even off the social? And so that's kind of what I tell people is like, okay, then what? And then where does it go? And we map it out and get people to, to stay with you. And you got to talk to people differently on different channels and stuff like that. Why did you choose Instagram? Did you try anything else? Oh, Facebook sure. or Twitter? Like why, why did you land on Instagram? Um, well, everyone was on Facebook and I kind of felt felt like I missed the boat on Facebook, okay. and I wasn't worried about it because I wasn't, you know, sad. I was doing blogs and I was doing web content for people, and I was doing a lot of um, just landing page content. And then when Twitter came, I would have thought I loved it, and I didn't love it. Okay, it's just I I didn't like the characters um, restrictions. The limit, yeah. yeah, like it just and people were super clever, and it was just like. Why am I? Why is this not working for me? And my husband is just like super taken off. Pinterest, I was like, this is super cool. Your husband does Twitter? Oh yeah, he's like, well yeah, his own thing. Yeah yeah, he loves it. Yeah. Okay, it's that's where he goes. Got it. And you know, and it, it's perfect for the demographic. His demographic te technically, typically rather, goes to Twitter first. Right. He's a little older than even I am. <laughs> and so, and then there was Pinterest and that was really fun figuring that out. But then when Instagram started getting bigger, it was like, oh, it's all of the things in one. And you're getting like mini blogs and you're getting Pinterest and you're getting, you're getting the longer form of Twitter and right. Facebook. And I remember sitting with my husband going, this is going to be bigger than Twitter. And he's like, no, it's not. <laughs> like, okay. Like, no, it's not. Like, no. This is it. This is like everything we've wanted. And I think I just felt the passion. So I was just stoked on it and excited to be part of it. But are you still experimenting on new stuff that's coming out? I always try new things, but I mean, not everything because 
everything's the new for sure Instagram. And so I'll try things that seem really exciting or that people are talking about and I try to download. But you know, the thing people don't understand when they create an app is that to take that space on people's phone is asking a lot. And mm -hmm. so you better be really yeah. good. And especially if you're gonna charge people, you better be really awesome to take that space. Cause we're really protective of the space of our phone. You know, my kids aren't They're like, can I get this game? I'm like, no, oh yes. every day, six of those a day, every day. Cause I have to approve them. Yeah. Their every, iPods. Yeah. I'm like, no, that's dumb. So is there something where you feel like has some legs that you are maybe investigating or spending more time on? No, I mean, well, okay. I take that back. Um, musically it was bought out by, or they were purchased by, gosh, my son's always asking me for more time on it. Is TikTok? TikTok. Ugh, yes. Okay. I don't, even know, I don't even know what that is. I, I, I do. I downloaded it. I erased it. It drove me crazy. TikTok was the most downloaded downloaded social media app of the last quarter. Right. Okay. Out, outnumbered everything, like, hugely. Like, it was big. I'm not saying that word. <laughs> I anyway, I almost said it, and I was like, no. I had to get it out. Anyway, it was, like, out of control. Uh, and and um, one of my friends is actually their main marketing PR person, and she's like, "You want to get on it? Like, well, how can I get you to use this more? She needs more adults using it because if adults don't start using, it's apps, all kids. It doesn't get sticky. Yeah. yeah, it's sticky because think about a kid's attention, right? And what's the new thing? Like, yeah, like for a minute they were all on Visco, and now there's this whole brand of person that only uses Visco, and I'm like, what? I use Visco, but just to edit my photos. Like I'm not using right. it to be social media. Anyway, TikTok, I think more parents are getting on it. And my son just told me some, oh, Steve Harvey just did a TikTok video. And my son's 15. He's like, yeah, he just did one. It was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, probably. Like you're trying to think of him doing something a 16 year old's doing, you know. But but if, if adults start getting onto TikTok, then I think we're gonna really see a lot. Because Snapchat is like, you know, a little bit of a roller coaster and they're still trying to get people to care and to get back on. And, um, but with stories, snap is kind of snap has all this media, the media channels, you know, kind right. of the magazine channels that are keeping people around. And then of course people love, you know, to think they're being private on Snapchat for their, right. But it's not private, but whatever. <laughs> and, and I think TikTok could get super sticky cause they're changing even how their feed works. So, it will be more like Instagram to make it more comfortable for older people. And I mean, and when I'm saying older people, I'm like 25. Right. right. Cause like not the 15 to 16 year olds. Yeah. Cause they, they're cool with the fact that things go super fast and they're yeah. not able to go retract like, but adults are like, what did I just see? Hold on. Hold yeah. on. Oh my hold gosh. on. Yeah. Someone come clean my China. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is very hard. I'll give you a quarter. But anyway. Yeah. So I think if like, you're sunny, <laughs> No, Ugh. what? Now that got that got worse. <laughs> <No>. but, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having little boys come. But anyway, so the I think little I boys. Think, I meant like yeah. an 80 year old woman has China, right? Like a 60 old year old ladies. sunny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. The sunny yeah, could sure. be 30. Okay. Yeah. Like the pool boy or something. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Anyway, we don't have to keep going down that road. <laughs> so I I wonder if that one will. That's the only one I think that might so far. And everyone's like, oh, this is the new one. Oh, this is exciting. And the thing that cracks me up is when people say it has no algorithm. I'm like, mm, everything. I feel does. like that's kind of impossible. I think at this point we just I need to stop even using the word algorithm because oh, it's just it's it just so up. There's not. I mean, I I want to use that. You know, the inconceivable from pretty. Uh, pr <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
uh, Princess, Princess Bride. Bride. And when yeah. he says, you keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> like, that's how I think every time I hear someone say algorithm. I'm like, meme. you don't. Well, I think it's great. But then right. that gets too into the marketing world. Everyone's like, I don't care yeah. what well, algorithm. But maybe. I'm like, this is funny. But at least in Utah, people anything with Princess <sighs> Bride, they love it. Yeah, it's true. So do people come to you starting from scratch or is it mainly like established brands that are hiring you to kind of help build out their strategies and stuff? Well, currently You're I'm not, full. yeah, I'm super yeah. backed up. So that's why I am doing this course yeah. so I can help more people. And partly it was just, it drove me crazy how many small brands and startups and, and people who are just wanting the information and we're hungry and we're getting this really, um, simplified strategy, you know, of stuff you could find for free online. And that was kind of making me bummed out, you know, right. that, that people were so excited and already the content was old and it was not working. Cause that's the exciting thing to me about social, but it's not for a lot of people. It's like every three to six months, I'm like, it's you know how I new. used to say, yeah. I'm not yeah. saying that anymore. Like do this now. Yeah. Like it changes. Cause we change and I think that's super exciting. It is. And being open to that, you know, being willing to change and adopt based on what's going on. Yeah. So, but let's talk about what you're doing with your new course. Let's give oh, yeah. you a little chance to chat about it. Yeah. It's, it's a, a year long course. Well, that you pay for the year because I'm going to be adding stuff to it all the time okay. as things change. And so when people are like, what's this, what's this app, you know? And so I can research it well and give you all the info or like, okay, this is what a strategy people are doing. Let's see how it's working and give you really almost like I would a client, but I'm doing it for a lot more people and it's a it's a course that will give you all the information you need even if you take a couple things out of it to get your Instagram to get to a place where your audience likes you they know what you are and why they're gonna follow they're gonna tell their friends about you and then hopefully you're gonna make money on it so like the biggest goals for me is that people enjoy Instagram they spend way less time on it and they make money on it okay that the, those first two don't seem to go together right? I know enjoy it and spend less time on I it. know but like, if you understand, it's like that whole, like pulling a real curtain back and realizing, okay, this is why Instagram is doing this. And like, you get that awareness. And so you don't become susceptible to it or a prisoner of it. And you're like, oh, I get it. And then you just kind of like understand your actions a little bit more. You know, you're almost like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm totally cool spending 40 minutes on it at this time. Cause I know what my, my output's going to be and what my input's going to be. You know, the outcome you're trying to create in that yes. time, which is huge. Yeah. So are you helping people actually kind of create a voice? Like, will the course totally. help them like create their voice or is it more of a, once you know who you are, I'm going to help you nope. get there. It's, and that's the thing is like, if you, if you think, oh, I don't know, I don't need all the beginner stuff. Cool. You're going to start at this section, you know? And if you're a beginner, cool. Start at the beginning section. Like it's going to help wherever you are. And, and, and I want people to understand that your voice, you might think you know it, but you know, we have some worksheets you're going to go through and you're gonna be like suddenly, oh wait, Maybe I just have to tweak my voice just a little. Maybe I understand how I maybe misspoke there or wrote that a little wrong. And so I can just tweak it just a little and make sure people are getting out of it what they need. So speaking of Abby from last week, right. you know, someone asked me last week, like, um, you know, you say it takes time and it takes some consistency, but what about people like Abby? They brought her up specifically yeah. and, and her whole, um, Carol for president, <laughs> right. you know? And I said, I said, what you don't realize is that Abby had been building her fire. We talked about that. She's been, she talked all about, we talked about it, like how, uh, how long she had been posting consistently and been creating who she is. Yeah. Think of the difference of a spark when you've got, you're just in the middle of the air. 
and nothing to hold on to but a spark when her fire is ready and her kindling is there and then it takes off and she knows how to stoke it Mm -hmm. and she did because she was doing the work i saw her you know she would she was really involved in our group and i saw what she was trying to post and you know who wouldn't be posting all of those videos on their instagram story someone who wasn't familiar with their audience and didn't know how to talk to someone like they're their friend it would be someone who's like i'm gonna go tell my mom on marco polo and then maybe i'm gonna try to save it and then post it on my stories like she was talking to people in that moment yeah and then guess what everyone's like she feels like a friend Uh because she built that whole voice and audience and she knew what she was doing so then when it sparked she's like okay now i know how to keep the flames going and kind of keep going it's like this didn't come out of nowhere no absolutely not well and it kind of goes back to what you were saying about the rock yeah you know just you can connect right if you feel i mean millions of followers and if people still feel like they're part of it or that it might be seen or heard that's a i mean that's a big deal it that is. that was going to be my next question and maybe abby it, maybe abby answers this but are there any newer accounts or i shouldn't say newer accounts but accounts that you've noticed recently that kind of fit what you believe in social media wise or doing the right things that people could check out and enjoy and kind of get a good idea of you know how you should be doing it even plug some of your clients plug plug plug, plug. <laughs> i'm plug. like wait who am i who does who signed up for next month Let me yeah. <laughs> i'll be your client i i've been i've been watching your new pro because i'm horrible oh no I'm for sure i'm gonna horrible get, yeah. at social media 100%, like, I'm gonna get i've it. got the business yeah. and i've just gotten to the point where like bam bam's barbecue is always m- me mm-hmm now I have a personal account, but I'm just really bad at posting. And, and so, but I, it's so funny how much, how much business I get when I post, Oh, but totally. it's so hard to know what to post. And so I, I, I just need to learn and it's be a more dance. proactive. It's a dance about doing it more and not caring so much, but also realizing it can last forever, you know? So it's right. like this funny, like getting in that headspace where you're like, okay, and then you kind of just understand how to do it. But you know, it's, it's hard because there are so many good people right. out there doing it right. And there are so many people that are growing and doing it maybe not right. Right. That's my Which one? diplomatic way of saying wrong, <laughs> like really wrong. No, what account? I mean, you know, it's, it's just so funny when you can just see the people who are buying their followers, you know, and see the people who are just like trying to hack the system. That's almost like, you want to know that real Instagram hack it's get people to care about you and right. stay on the, inst- and stay on Instagram. And then Instagram's like, Oh, these people are valuable. Let's <laughs> keep showing their content. Like right. that's the hack. It's not anything like, like all my posts and leave three comments and share this with a friend. I mean, that can help kind of get some momentum sometimes, but it's really about producing content that people care about. It's, it's funny cause you know, I can't think any off the top of my head, but one of the things I wanted to do this year was introduce people that I think like my audience would like the people I think that are really valuable that are putting wow. in the time and effort, but I'm trying to do it in a way that's um, more like joy because you know, you just want to add good pe- things to right. people's lives and people that are just, sincerely trying to do something even if it's totally selling their product but it's doing something that's gonna add some value or some joy and then just kind of share something fun or interesting because we all just want to see a little bit more you know we want we want those little moments of inspiration we don't want someone to come in and turn on an oven you know up to 450 i'm trying to find something like some analogy here for you but you're just like you're just like no no like start at 350 and then move it up five degrees and then move it up five more degrees, and then right. you're gonna find the right one. But don't go 350 to 450 because right. you're like, whoa, 
burn. <laughs> do you burn? I don't know. I'm I just looking never, at you like, does that never, happen? Ever. But like, that's, that's like how you have to do it. It's like, just give me a little bit and show me things. And then you're going to say, this person feels like me. This person resonates. I really like this relationship or I got something out of it. And even though they don't talk about that, I, I feel, I feel validated or connected. So how do you help business owners differentiate between themselves as a person yeah. and the brand and the business? Totally. Because I was at, I was somewhere last week and we were going through marketing ideas and they used the example of LeBron James. LeBron James is a much bigger brand than the Los Angeles Lakers. Right. Which is crazy because the Lakers have been around and have a historic franchise with all these championships, but LeBron is way more powerful and influential. Yeah. And so how do you help someone decide whether you're going to build your personal brand or the name of the business? Depends on who you are. Like if you want, if Cameron wants to be Cameron regardless, because here's the truth, right? You could sell Bam Bams right. and you're still Cameron, right? Right. Like that. So you have one thing that follows you everywhere. And that's yourself. Right, right. And then you have something that is that is something you can sell or change or, or move and adapt, right? And so you kind of have to figure out, well, what are your goals? Again, back to the goals thing. Right. And I think that we have to understand that social media is not business to business. It's not a B2B. You know, Instagram businesses aren't like, oh, I mean, there's a part of that where you're like, can I learn from this company? But it's a it's a relationship. It, it, I say it's a telephone, telephone, not a television. You know, I don't want just to someone to give me a show. That's why I go to YouTube. That's why I go to Netflix. Right. You know, I don't go to Instagram to only get a show. I go because I, I feel like there's a connection there and that's the people that stick around. And so when you are a brand on Instagram, you still have to think of like, how does this feel like a telephone? How does this feel like a conversation? So it might be multiple people or it might be certain things that you're connecting to people that it's not just like, come buy our stuff, come try our mattresses, come, you know, it's like, you know, all these things, people, I was just talking to a dentist the other day and he's like, how many dentists are constantly showing the behind the scenes of the dental lab and nobody cares? Like, I want to see what my teeth look like. Like, yeah. what are you giving me a value that makes me want to say, I'm going to check in on my dentist's Instagram account. Like, that's a totally different thing. And so you really have to kind of peel back and see what that is. And it's not, might not be a person, but it might be just still a personality. You know, it's like mm -hmm. a, it's the persona of the account that feels like a relationship. And that's what we kind of try to do okay. because it's not always going to be a person. We always think it's like got to be singular, but sometimes it just has to be like why we feel good about Trader Joe's is not because it's a person, even though Joe, I'm right. sure it's somebody somewhere, but it's because every person that I have there feels like a person. It feels like someone that I'm comfortable with and they all have the shirts and I kind of know the expectation there and I know what their value is. Huh. Okay. This is hard because whenever she says, like, I'm not thinking of other questions because I'm just like, how's that? I'm like taking me? notes. <laughs> like, I'm just like, this is, I need this. This is good. No, that's really good advice. It's like Chick fil A, my pleasure. Yeah. Like, you just know what to expect. It's the same every time, no matter where you are in the country. It's like, yeah. Anyway, well, We've been we've been at it for like an hour and a half. We Have don't we want to really? take. I saw you look at your watch. I well, no, I just I just I just wanted to make sure I wasn't late. To Are you a, okay? My car appointment. <laughs> oh no, I'm fine. Okay, it's fine. Wow. I just felt like it's gone so fast. I was I was hoping it, it has gone. three hours. <laughs> it just feels so good. Feels so comfortable. Well, no, that's really good advice for me because that is I've had a few people tell me that it's like you you know, even though I am Bam Bam, right? Yeah. They're like you still have to separate. You know, you you need to create 
give give people a window into your normal life, right? Mm-hmm. And then have the restaurant over here. And it is true. When I post like food pics, that's where I get the most traction. I mean, that's what people like to see. Or, if, But they also like them when I'm in it. What about like a family picture with food? Do they like those? I don't know. I've yeah. never tried that. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never. But that's the thing is I'm not that and like... I don't think You're like not I that was intentional like, I need low hanging fruit. That's always what sure. I promise. Like, oh, that's a cool picture. I'll post it. I haven't posted it. I've posted like one picture in two weeks. Oh, yeah. And it's just, it's just, it's hard. I've got to actually spend more time thinking about it. Strategy. Well, but that's the thing. That's why I'm actually excited for the course because mm-hmm. I need some direction on what to be sitting down and thinking about and planning. Because right now I'm just kind of like, you know, Susan gave me a good idea. Like, hire yeah. a couple photographers. Yeah. Come and take a bunch of pictures of food. Yes. That way you've just got. Yes. This big stash, and then you can start being more regular, and then yeah. be you and your stories. Amen. Okay, well, that's good. I agree. So and she was right. Susan, no. nice job. Yes, yeah, Susan's. You've Susan been validated brilliant. by the by She's the queen. <laughs> no, it's true though. It's and that's the thing is you don't realize how much time you're actually taking thinking about the fact that you're not posting and what are you supposed to post. Yeah. Like that's so much time and energy that is doing nothing for you. Right. And so if you had all that time and energy creating something, and then. This, then you're just free. Right. Like that really is why it gives you more time and it takes Absolutely. It takes time away, you know, when you're not thinking or you're like trying to see what is everyone else doing and then you go down those wormholes and then, then you just feel crummy. So right. you're like, well, everyone's doing everything and right. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> that, I mean, you're, you hit it on yeah, the head because that the is one. 100%. Like I feel like just, I'm like, man, I am just pissing away money. Like I, I, I should be out in front of my customers and I need to be posting more regularly, but I'm like, I don't know what to post. Yeah, and you're so, not the only one. And it's really it's really just about the taking this little bit of chunk of time and then scheduling it and organizing right. it and then it just becomes so much easier and so much more fun. Right. Well, that's interesting. And then I can have more of the the free bird side of me on the stories. Yeah. Right. Oh, for sure. Doesn't stories necessarily have to that. be like super brand specific. Stories? Right. No. Okay, see? No way. That's the, maybe that's the way And that's when people it. like it and that's 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 the whole like breathing part of right. like just knowing that there's something going on and like people are alive and more and more people are going to stories first and if they're seeing your stories then they're going to see your feed and like all the things start working together and this is a little side note and i'm sure it's there is a whole feature of it in the course but it's like if you realize that facebook who owns instagram right, right. facebook really wants to be a youtube alternative right so understand that they want video huh so the more you are willing to put in for video content, IGTV, anyone, if you do IGTV and you do it well so that people care about it, you're going to be pushed to more people. So you can't be worried about like uh, the stories. Just have fun on that because it's pushing the video content right. and then they're going to like, they're going to value you more. Hmm. Like I had an IGTV I posted on Kids Are the Worst uh, last week. And it already has five times the impressions. That's the amount of people have seen it as videos I posted that got a lot of views five weeks ago. What's the difference between IGTV and stories? IGTV, it's longer. And yeah, you're putting it in this little part of your Instagram. So yeah, and it's like, could be five minutes and 10 minutes and it goes right into your post as well. I thought you did the video and I just broke it up into... That does in stories. So IGTV, you you don't create it in Instagram. You create it outside of Instagram and then import it into Instagram. Yeah, you're gonna learn about this when her course comes out, Cam. I, no, that's why I'm excited about it. Yes. <laughs> the other thing that I want to, there is this new feature I learned about today. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, they're laughing. I'm I'm nervous. So we're going through your stories. Yeah. And I keep hitting back to finish reading things, and Andrew's oh. like, uh, 
if you just hold your thumb down on yeah. the screen, it'll pause. I'm like, it's <gasps> <laughs> yeah. like, like every mind once blown. In a while, every once in a while, I tell people to do it just to remind them. But sometimes right. I even do it like hold hold down to read, mom. Like I'll just like say to my mom, <laughs> and so then people are like, no oh, clue. so they don't feel like I'm making them feel right. Like they're bad. <laughs> I kept to keep telling my mom, I know you know this, mom. I know right. you. I know, I'm not really talking to you, mom. <laughs> that's really funny. So, yeah, that was a good feature. But yeah, the, other cool, thing, huh? the other thing I'm excited about with your courses, I think that there's an art to the to the writing part, which that's is That's the hardest your, part for me. Which I is like your forte, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that it's like I can put up an awesome picture of brisket, right? But yeah. how do I change up what I'm putting underneath it? And so is that a part of the oh, course? Oh, my gosh, totally. Because if you also realize that it's time spent is that the algorithm, right? They like when you spend, no matter what changes, they're going to want people to spend time mm-hmm. on your post because that means they're spending time on Instagram, which means they're making money because they're right. more valuable, right? So that was really like one breath. So <laughs> if you can get people to stop on your post and actually read your content right. and then maybe even read the comments, right? Then then that is like a cha-ching, right? It's like Instagram goes, this is super valuable. I really like these people. They, you know, their audience cares. Right. So p- you don't want to throw away your caption. It's like get people to stop with the picture and then get people to stay with the caption. So did you say you already have it? No. What? No. Of course. I, I want because it's yeah, a, yeah. it's not out yet, right? No, no. Yeah. Well, right. it, I had a beta version and then now I've put it. Are there any more codes for that? I'm just kidding. No. Oh, to the, <laughs> oh, I'm like to my beta. No, Can it's I gone. Please get in. But it's uh, it's it's January or January September 30th. Yeah, it's close. The launch. It's super close. But we have um caption killer captions and it's a whole swipe file and i give you like it's like the recipe and then i give you an example of how to use the recipe okay and so i have like my top 11 that you can just reuse and repurpose and then you know it's a little bit of like here's how like a formula works that gets people to stay and gets people to talk but then they're just like other ideas when you're like i want something new i want something different you can go to like number 57 and it's like you know doing something just like a little funny quip that i wouldn't suggest doing it all the time but every once in a while it'll get people to Right. engage because you're asking them something but if you did it every time they'd be like okay we get it cut it out you know but it's just <laughs> right. kind of like to get, get your mind going get your juices flowing and huh. and then there's like some practicing and the more you do it it's just like super easy right and i think that's probably it it's just consistency want, compounds but right. you just need you need to know where to start like i don't know how, i mean we have a we have a I was going to say a slow cooker. <laughs> Sweet, you have a crock pot? It's awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh. We're just alike. What is it smoker? called? A smoker. smoker yeah. <laughs> I'm really good at it. I actually, I'm totally not. And my husband is like, he keeps saying, let's learn this together. I'm like, I mean, it's okay. Like, you're it's really good. Like, you're really good at this. Quality times is love language. Right. Way. But anyway, so he wants to follow he's like you just need to know where to start and then you can start getting creative and then you can start doing but he's like okay how long do i do it you need to know like numbers you need to know all the things about a smoker right. wow there's and a lot so, to, i mean there is a lot to know i mean it is and, or like and he's right. dry rub or I'm like right. i don't know you know when do i put the when the seasonings on <laughs> <laughs> the brush stuff the, and wetness the and, mop and the mop and the sounds like we have holes. knowledge we can exchange. There's value <laughs> yeah, here on both sides. Value. There's an exchange. I am willing. Of, there's an exchange this is of value. I, yeah, this is what I'm doing with Rena. Oh, are you really? She, like my wife is a perk person. I now like to chill. The energy doesn't do much for me, but her husband's kind of obsessed with smokers there's now. Gary, yeah. And so I was like, well, uh, "Want to do a little trade?" Have you She's tried like, her Mexican hot chocolate? Oh yeah. Oh my it, gosh. That's the one. That's, that's my favorite. The best one. The chill Mexican hot chocolate. That's what I tried the other day. But. I was just like, let's trade. do a little trade. A little trade. She's like, done. I'm like, I'll come over. I'm like, only at your house because I want to play with your bulldog. Like, I'm a huge dog person. Oh, good. 
and and she's like, "Do you want some perk?" I'm like, "Well, yeah, that's what I was well, calling for." I was like, "Let's trade. do a little trade." <laughs> so whenever you're ready, I'll yeah. come teach your husband. Yeah, then he'll no, leave you alone. Yeah. Right. Oh, hopefully. And then you can <laughs> instead of talking to him and pretending to care about what he's doing. No, I think it's you exciting. can help me. Yeah. With ten minutes of social media advice. Ten minutes for two hours of your. Yeah. I'll, no. Listen, I'll give him ten minutes for oh. one minute. Okay, we'll yeah, just, no, that's good. I you like know, that. That's like a good you're more, Your time's a little Stop more valuable. It. No, but I just we'll think it's, it it's the same thing. It's just knowing the recipe, knowing right. how to do it. And then, but that's the thing is everyone, like I look at a smoker and I'm like, <laughs> like I don't know. It right. it literally overwhelms me because right. they're just these components. I don't get what this little like teepee thing is on the side. <laughs> the stack is what it's called. See? Yeah. What? That's, God, I'm feeling like smarter and smarter see? by the minute. But like I just look at it and I'm like, it feels too much. Right. And that's how people look at captions. And then I'm coming in like social media, uh, like what you're describing is exactly how I feel. Like I just don't like when people start saying the algorithm word and they start saying like, this is what you got to do. It's like you saying the time thing is the first thing that really has made sense and clicked to me. It's like, I understand engagement and comments are all important, but time spent, like if you can keep people in your posts, like for some reason that clicked. Yeah. And so I think a lot of it is just how it's communicated. And just like knowing how to use your voice and write it simply, like you could just say, oh, this is the stack. And I'm like, oh, okay, now it's the stack. And then you just take little pieces and then suddenly right. I'm better than my husband at smoking <laughs> meats. <laughs> That'll anyway. be a fun conversation. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's just, it's fun. So yeah, there's that section. There's a lot of little sections depending on what you need. So if you need captions, you got the captions. And then you're like, oh, right. now today or this month, I'm really wanting to work on you know, converting to sales or getting people to my website. So I'm like, cool, go to this section and you're going to have huh. videos and where can people find the course when it's released? Yeah. Hold so, on. I think by the time this podcast is released, it'll be, yeah, it'll be out. It'll be out. Okay. So go to Anna is the worst on Instagram. I'll have all the links there. Okay. You know, we've been converting and moving things over. So I just want to make sure I have the right website address that it'll be housed at. So right. Anna is the worst. I'll have everything there okay. and all the, what would you consider deals. your greatest talent? Oh, is this a question? Yeah, it's a question. Cause, mm-hmm. So there's something that's standing out to me, and I just wondered if you noticed. If, if I mean, you got to brag about yourself a little bit. Like oh, what yeah, you've I'm done fine. is incredible, right? Yeah, and yeah. so what about you and your personality has benefited you most with what you're doing now? I guess is the question I'm trying to ask. I don't know. Mm, my Demi laugh? No, I don't know. <laughs> it is pretty good. <laughs> it's phenomenal. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of what it. I don't know. I What is my greatest talent is... Gosh, I just have so many. <laughs> you do. No, I'm not. I'm not afraid of the fact that I've been blessed. <laughs> um, Demi laugh would have been really good. Uh, right there. I know. I but that was like my big laugh. So right. Sorry, <laughs> I'll work on it. Um, I don't know. So I feel like you're a very intuitive person. Oh, thank you. Do you think? I mean, do you ever think that about yourself? Yeah. I feel like you're really ahead of the curve. I mean, if you look at direct mail. And then you look at going into, you know, yeah. Pinterest. It kind of feels like you were ahead of, like even with Instagram. Right. You were very ahead of the curve. And that's why I was glad that Andrew asked you about, like, what, are you seeing anything on the horizon yeah. that, that, that you're interested in? And when you said, yeah, yes and no, like you kind of talked about TikTok, but I feel like you are seeing things before other people, especially in this space. Oh, that's nice. I do think that there's that aspect to it, you know, and I, I feel like, things that I try then start becoming things and, and other people could be used doing them at the same time. Right. But you know, I don't look at what people have done. You know, I want to see like some new ideas and I get excited about forward. that and, and I get excited and I don't get overwhelmed by it. I get 
I see it as like this cool opportunity. So I think that's too. I think the maybe next a talent. New challenge for you. I think one of my talents is just being excited about things yeah. and not being well. You um, found your thing, and I think that's. I yeah. mean, for me, it's it, that's what barbecue was for me. Yeah. It was the first place where I'm just like, I can outwork anybody in this space because I love it. Like, mm-hmm. I, it, it is so much fun for me. And so, you know, your love of writing, and I mean, I guess we could say marketing. It's really like it all audience. fits so. Yeah perfect it's just getting people to see each other and like communicate like i love that that connection i think that to me and if you realize that all all what we do is really marketing and connecting and we think of marketing as like exchanging money but it's not we all want to like believe the stories that we tell about ourselves networking right i mean it's yeah but then don't say but don't say network marketing oh yeah (laughs) you can you can (laughs) i'm totally teasing uh just not a lead in with that but, right. but everyone, you know, just wants to connect. And if you realize that marketing is really just connecting and getting people what they want in the best way possible, and you're saving them time and giving them, you know, helping them tell their story. Right. And you're like, cool. That's actually amazing that we get to do that. Right. Well, and it can turn into real. I mean, I think that's the other thing is some people look at it and kind of jaded, right? Just, well, it, it's not a real connection. I'm like, well, oh. I've got a lot of real connections because of social media right 100 i mean you wouldn't be sitting right here if i no. didn't find your social media because no. and, and i mean it doesn't mean that here. they're not real people <laughs> right it doesn't mean here. that they're not real people and that you can't reach out and, and talk to them and, and become friends and so it's yeah i think it is important and to keep it your voice because it's like you do want people to to like the real you i For mean sure. talk about imposter syndrome like if you present something fake then you're never going to want to hang out with anybody because they'll see the real thing, right? I think we do a huge disservice thinking that online is not real. Right. It is just as real. 100%. As physical. And it, it makes us do real things and it makes us connect with people in a real way. And I mean, this is the thing when I teach kids about it and you know, that's a totally other thing that I do is I have like kids courses to talk right. to kids about social media, but that's not fine. Oh, that's fine. But what I tell my kids is like, if you realize how your online persona is being built and it's just as real as your physical persona and sometimes even more real because you really know who this person is. And when I just meet you guys, I only see so much, right. but your online persona is huge and it's real and our connections are real and our relationships are real. And we do ourselves a disservice by thinking that it's not because then we don't take it seriously or we don't appreciate it and we don't value it or put the energy into it. That's good. We just go, Oh, this is fake. Right. It's almost the most efficient way of reality, if you think about it. I mean, because we can connect with so many people, right? Like we can stay in touch with so many people. And you just can't do that with a telephone or a text or, I mean, it's just a great way to stay connected. And yep. so, so yeah. Well, we don't want to take up any more of your time. This there has been go. amazing. We'd love fun. to have you back Thank on. You. Yeah, See, the kids you thing that you just mentioned would be a fascinating topic oh, to talk about. And I have a lot of, like, if you ever want to do more, there's some people I can suggest, too, that are doing really awesome things. There's a lot of good content out about there. And there's some that's... I would, we would love that. If there's some guests there's that you think would stuff. be, oh, we yeah. would love to have some more people on. But thank you for coming. Yeah, I hope everybody, I mean, we've got... Let's say those again. Anna is the worst. Kids yep. are the worst. Kids are the worst. Well, I mean, they're all funny, but kids are the worst is hilarious. Yeah. yeah. For the Which course, Anna is the worst. Go check it out. And Things are the worst. That's right. Thank you How so do you much do for three coming. accounts. That's amazing. I, I, 
I also have the worst and house you, and dogs are the yeah, worst. And you and have it's ridiculous. Dogs are the worst. I gotta follow. That I one. know my husband's supposed to do that one for me because <laughs> my, my brain can't wrap around it right now. But oh, it's impressive. It's no, fun. you're amazing. Thank thanks, you for you coming on. It was really fun. That, thank you for saying that. All right, guys. Thank thanks you. for joining. Bye.